This is Mackenzie Milton. This is Steve Levy from ESPN. And you're listening to One Night Stand. And you're listening to One Night Stand. Start with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Start with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. This is One Night Stand, presented by Seat Geek. Use promo code UCFPROBLEMS, all one word, for $20 off your first order. If you didn't get Tulsa tickets yet, use that promo code for $20 off. That's UCFPROBLEMS, all one word, on Seat Geek. What up, night fans? It's Wednesday, November 4th. Uh, I can't believe it's November already. That's insane. On today's show, we're going to break down the space game win versus Houston. Obviously, preview our Friday showdown on the road at Tulsa. We're going to go over some possible bowl game scenarios for our nights. Also, talk a little bit about basketball. First game is Saturday night at home. Also, our soccer team is top 10 in the nation. Shout out Danny White for following through with improving all of our athletics, like he said. And as usual, we've got Money Moves Picks of the Week, and we answer everyone's questions in Moves Mailbag. And I'm here with Money Moo. UCF was led by quarterback Dylan Gabriel, who eclipsed 2,500 passing yards as he launched touchdown throws over the moon and into the arms of Trey Nixon and Marlon Williams. Bentavious Thompson starred in the run game, adding two touchdowns to his team-high total of seven. Houston started strong, but ran straight into a black hole that is the UCF defense in the second half, only allowing them to gain 54 yards and scoring a measly six points. So after a solid 44-29 win, at 7-2, has UCF finally reached its zenith? (laughs) That was... Five space puns. Dude. I know. Come on. No, that was good. That was awesome. Zenith is a stretch. I don't. I don't know if that's space. Isn't zenith like the top of a mountain or something? From what I read, it was zenith was like the highest point in the sky <laughs> above your head. Zenith is that crappy TV brand that you always buy on Black Friday. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, I think they went out of business when like flat screens became a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no more zenith. No, that was that was that was pretty impressive. Actually, you worked a lot of good space puns in there. Uh, all right, where do we start? I guess you want to just go through the game? Yeah, sure. I okay, mean, so, I is mean, there anything more to say? I just went through the whole game right well, there with the space punch. Well, nah, not really, but <laughs> okay, so how about we start off second game in a row where we give an opening drive touchdown, and then we have two three and outs. First drive, we do a little run-run pass, a little homage to George O'Leary, and then the second drive, we do run-pass-pass and have to punt again. And Houston hits a field goal, and they're up 10 nothing, and it's like, duh, what are we doing? And then, again, for the second game in a row, obviously, we completely shut them down in the second half, and it really wasn't that big of a deal. But were you thinking, like, here we go again? Or you were at the game. Like, what was going through your head? Well, first off, I just want to apologize because the first touchdown was completely my fault. We ended up not getting to the game on time, and I missed the first touchdown. I wasn't there yelling at everybody. So <laughs> that sucks to walk it. Wait, you probably hear like the kind of like, like the. No, it was weird. I heard nothing. Oh, so, so you just walk in at seven nothing. Well, yeah, I was like leaving Burger U as the flyover came by, 
and that was my cue to like, oh crap, like uh, you think? it's twelve o'clock. We better get to the game. <laughs> Noon kickoff stank, man. They do. We were up so early, and it felt like the tailgate was over in like a snap. Yeah, because you're still like waking up for half yeah. of the tailgate. Yeah. So anyway, no, I, I didn't think here we go again. I just thought it kind of felt like the memphis game last year where we got down a bunch at the beginning and i was like oh we're gonna come back you know it's just not worried ever. sometimes you, we just get off to a slow start and i'm not sure why um because we obviously dial it in for the second half so well you know the thing is is normally at home we don't get off to a slow start last week at temple we did but that's an away game that's what we always do on the road so it was a little different this week but i mean once we got in a rhythm after halftime, we outscored them twenty-three to six, and those six points were garbage time. I mean, again, it was like the UCF helmet, like night and day. <laughs> the black side was like our first half, and the clear one was like our second half, and it was just you know a tale of two different teams or whatever. But the game really never felt out of hand, even as we were losing, going three and halftime. We still, I still felt like we we're the better team. Yeah, I uh, I started to look at the scoreboard you know, more than once at, at halftime, too. And I was like, this does not feel like we're losing this game No, it, it didn't feel bad. So I, I agree with you on that. So what else? What are your other uh, thoughts, I guess, on, on the game? Trey Nixon really stepped up big time. You know, they kind of used their defensive game plan to really try and shut down Gabe Davis, but can't do that against UCF because we had too many weapons. Yeah. So you just shut, you shut down one guy, next man up. Trey, Marlon. Trey, Marlon, whoever it is. Wait, how about that, uh, the Wimbush play? That How excited were you when you saw that happen? It happened so fast. I, I didn't even know what was going on. Like, <laughs> it was just like, oh, go left, go right, go left. And then, yeah. I don't know, I just see Wimbush with the ball, and he's like twice the size of Otis. And Otis yeah. is like out in front trying to block. And So it was a direct snap to Otis Anderson, who handed the ball off to Daryl Mack. Who I then... thought it was, uh, was it Dylan or... Daryl. I think it was Daryl. Oh, it was a quarterback, whatever. Who then handed it off to Wimbush. So that had Otis going in the same direction as Wimbush. Correct. And, man, Wimbush looked like a a bowling ball, man. He was rumbling, tumbling, stumbling, Stumbling. bumbling. (laughs) Uh, It was a 30-something yard gain. I have a feeling that's not the last time we will see a play like that. It's so nice to see, like... Some trickery, some misdirection, right. anything. Especially since it worked. Go back and look <laughs> at look at the Cincy game, and it's just get, it's gonna make you cry to see like the lack of creativity we had on offense. I don't understand, but there's no point in complaining about it. It's just it's just weird because it's like literally, again for lack of a better analogy, night and day that offense versus this one we saw this week. But it's awesome to see Wimbush get involved. I mean, he's a weapon that we should be using. I agree. And I think they can build off that play in future games. And I'm sure now it's on tape for everyone. So we can run it where, like, it's a fake to the quarterback and a fake to Wimbush and throw it back to someone. Like, you can just expand off this because there was so much misdirection going on. It's a, I'm excited to see all kinds what of we possibilities use going forward. Yep. Ben um, Tavius Thompson. Again, my boy, uh, <laughs> dude, added ever- two t- added two touchdowns to his team high now seven for the year. Team high rushing touchdowns. Team high, right? yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I feel like ever since you complained about him like two weeks in a row, and then I mean, you know, there was I some complained in- about him. I complained about the lack of usage. The, the lack of usage, yeah, and also the injuries um, benefit his playing time, and I think 
McCray's back to practice this week, too, so they'll be using him, but I see no reason not to use all four of our stud running backs. I mean, oh, it's just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so. crazy because, like, I'm good for at least, like, one or two play calls a game where I'll tell everyone in my section, like, oh, they're going to do this. Like, I'm usually right, like, once, maybe <laughs> twice. So... Out of how many, though? Like, ten? A lot more. <laughs> yeah, but when but you it, hit that one, oh, yeah, it feels so It's good. great. I you know. just turn around like, I told you! I told you! So, I think it was the play before, and uh, Bentavious was in. It was right before his 40-something yard touchdown. I was like, give it to Ben! Give it to Ben! And then when they gave it to him... <laughs> I told oh, you! Man. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> like, turn around to everybody. That was great. So, I did the same thing this game for the Neville Clark pick. Maybe like four or five plays before when Houston had the ball, I was like, I know this is gonna be a pick. We we need a pick <laughs> right now. So Yeah, and then it happens. I always love when you can call when you can call the play. For sure. And um you know, Clark had a great game on defense. You know, Nate Evans, Antoine Collier both had a ton of tackles also. And like I said before, you know, great game for the defense in the second half, which is so weird because it's the second game in a row where we've dominated the second half on defense. And earlier in the season, it was like, maybe because the games are close at halftime, then we actually play hard in the second half. And then when we blow them out at halftime, we, like, give up? I don't know. Still waiting for that, like, complete game. But maybe we're saving it all for USA. I think Temple was a complete game. I mean, we played hard. This was a complete game, too. We're only up seven at halftime, though. We gave up 21 first half points. I mean... I know, you know, we gave them good field position and stuff a couple times, but still, I I don't think we played our best game yet, I gotta say. Uh, Dang, you might be right. Let's hope you're right. Yeah. So, all right, what do we want to talk about now? Do we want to talk about Tulsa? Do we want to talk about maybe our Cotton Bowl still possibility, conference championship? How about that ECU game, dude? Oh, duh. You want, you want to know a bad, something bad about that game? What? Is that... So my friend texted me, and it was when it was, I think it was like forty to twenty eight. It or was forty twenty eight at the end yeah. of the third quarter. He's like, dude, and that was the last text I got from him. And then, <laughs> so they tied it. I was watching the game, and they tied it up, and then there was one minute left, and I fell asleep, and I woke up, and there was another game on. It was like Boise and Uh-oh. San Jose, and I go, oh no, I know since he won. Yeah. There's no way. And I just looked at my phone, I'm like, please be a surprise. Yes. Oh, God. It was so, horrible. ECU was up 12 since he scored, and then ECU threw a stupid pick six since he was up three, and then ECU kicked a field goal with three minutes left, which tied the game, but that left since he with too much time. They had like a minute drive, drove down the field 50 yards. ECU iced the kicker, but he nailed it, drilled the field goal. Oh, ECU dominated that game. That pick six just killed him, man. So there's two ways to feel about this game. One is that since he has finally been exposed, oh, they're beatable, dude. And they, oh. dude, this was they were 24 point favorites. This was not supposed to happen. This yeah. would have been a gift wrapped present. This for... wasn't even one of the games. Everyone was saying that's what I'm saying. We all thought that since he was going to lose, if we were going to, if they were going to lose twice, it's going to be on the road at USF and on the road versus Memphis, and instead, we almost got a gift, like you said, and so it is good to see that they're beatable, but maybe this was a wake-up call. Oh, well, that's what I was going to say, is that the other side of the coin could be 
this was their wake-up call game, yeah. and they just mow down everyone else for the rest of the year. I don't know, man. USF's I'm, I'm leaning towards the other side where they're kind of exposed, and I still think they're going to lose two of these next four. Yeah, so they've got UConn this week, which is kind of a tune-up, and then on our bye week, they play at USF. I might have to make the drive to Tampa for that game. I don't know what side I'll sit on. I might sit uh, on the crazy. I don't want to sit on the USF side and like, dude, because like they're so dumb, they probably don't even realize it. Like them beating Cincy will help us. Yeah. Like if they beat Cincy, they're one. We're one game away from getting in the conference championship. And if I'm USF, I, dude, I, I don't know, man. It's different being on a team and being a fan, but I wouldn't do anything to help us. <laughs> and what the? What's the point? They're. I think they're going to be bowl eligible no matter what. Like. I don't know if I'd actually pay to watch a USF game Dude, the that tickets, isn't against us. Bro, there's front row tickets for like twenty bucks. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe they have something where you like buy a public sub and get a free ticket or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I want to go there. I might sit on the Cincy sideline and just talk a bunch of crap because I'm still so salty about that game. Freaking fly all the way up there I don't to think just they're like, gonna have that many fans. Who Cincy or yeah. USF? Both. Both. <laughs> I was surprised that there there was a, a not a bad showing of Houston fans at the game. I mean, their section looked pretty empty, but or maybe it was just because they were all wearing red, so they really stood out a lot. Yeah, they dressed up as uh, empty USF seats. But uh, yeah, so you know, definitely still a possibility. ECU definitely showed that they're beatable, and their two best chances at losses are on the road at USF and at Memphis, just like ECU was on the road too. So we're going to need some help, but it's not impossible. It's it's definitely, like, plausible, I would say. Uh, all, all we can do is, you know, control what we can control, and that's going 1-0. Beating, beating the crap out of Tulsa this whole weekend. bunch of more coach speak for me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, even if we don't get to the Cotton Bowl, I think there are some, you know, other tiers of bowls that we can get to where... I would actually be pretty excited about these games. I mean, I've seen a couple different websites throwing out possibilities of Military Bowl against Florida State. I've seen Gasparilla Bowl. I don't against think FSU is going to make a bowl game anymore, though. But I did no, see that. You never know. What are they? They're like two and four. I thought, or no? I think they're it's three. Eight games. I think they're three and five. Okay, so got now, FSU got rid of their coach. Maybe they could bond, you know, band together and win. What do they got? They got four games left. Uh, they got to win three out of their next four, dude. Not looking pretty good, but uh, you never know. You know what? I was I was talking about this on Twitter this week. If any of the Florida teams are bull eligible and not in the playoff, why not always have us play each other? Like, I don't want to play like Mississippi State, Western. No, I wouldn't mind. No, we I need revenge no, I know. from 07. I, I, do, I know, but like, why play some middle of the road SEC team when we could play? The other, like the top two teams in Florida, if they're not in the playoffs, should always play each other. That would be so yeah, much fun. I 100% agree with you. I agree. We, it would be nice to play any SEC team, but we could I, also I would play, play Arkansas I would play State. any Power 5 team. Yeah, any. I agree. Like, the only people I don't want to play is, I don't want to play Ball State in the yeah. Bitcoin Bowl. Oh, dude, they're I don't want to play Western Kentucky. I don't want to play Arkansas, Arkansas State, State in the Cure Bowl. Like, give me a 5-7 and seven Vanderbilt. All day. Well, I don't over, think they'll be bowl eligible, but 
Well, no, they take if there's not enough teams to They'll fill out, a, they take five and seven. I'd rather teams. have like an eight and four SEC team. But another one I saw was playing Kansas State in the Frisco Bowl, which we need revenge again because we played Kansas State, I think, in two thousand eight or two thousand nine, something like that. We did not win in at Kansas State, almost won. But anyway. I just, More revenge. I don't like. See, look, if the if the Gators aren't good enough to make an NY six bowl, give me one good reason we can't play them in like the Capital One Bowl or even the friggin' Birmingham Bowl or like what or the Liberty Bowl. That's against SEC. That would be perfect. I would go to that. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. I would go. That would be that. awesome, and that would sell out. But that would get way more viewers and way more fans interested in it than us playing some. Wake Forest or something, even though it's a P five school and that's great. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't see any reason not to put the Florida teams against each other. Put the top two every year. It it should be. It, it would be awesome. But whatever. Oh, another one I saw was against Boston College in I think the Military Bowl, and uh, it'd be fun to play them. We the, need revenge uh, for that game too in oh eight. <laughs> we remember we played them. We beat them. No, we lost thirty four seven. Oh, we beat them once and they beat us once. I think. We definitely uh, beat him in the uh, like the nine eleven game or whatever. Maybe that was twenty ten. No, we did play Boston College at one point, didn't we? Yeah, dude, the red bandana game, two thousand eleven. We probably played. Oh him yeah, twice. thirty to three. All right. So we're one. <laughs> we're one and one. Yeah. Yeah, one and one. I got it here too. Um, dude, we could play him in that Fenway Bowl or whatever. Oh, that would be cool. I'd go to that. I've already looked. I I really wanted that F- Florida State uh, military bowl. It's That'd in. Been awesome. It's in Annapolis, Annapolis. December twenty yeah. seventh. I think I already looked at flights. It's not too bad. Um, yeah, fly up to D.C. Have a little presidential. Oh, and it's gonna be outside. Maybe a little. <sighs> maybe snow. Dude, I'm all in for that. Can you imagine our our dude? Our team's like eighty percent from Florida. Like playing in the <laughs> snow would be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, there's definitely some stuff to look forward to, even if we don't get to the conference championship. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. You got to remember, I mean, this is going to be the last time we're seeing guys like Jordan Johnson, Adrian Killens, Nate Evans, you know. So even though the season is a little bit disappointing, even though we might not make the conference championship, you just got to gotta relish in watching these guys because we're never going to see them at UCF again. I mean, these guys are legends here. And, uh, you know, Gabe Davis, too. He's definitely gone. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some people, too, and I, I apologize for that. But, you know, we just got to play the hand we're dealt, and that's what we're dealt right now. So, you know, just got to enjoy it. And, uh, yeah. All right. Um, Tulsa preview? We'll talk a little bit about Tulsa. Tulsa. Again. I thought Tulsa was in Texas until, like, three years ago when I had to go to a wedding there. Not so. in Texas. Uh, it's in Oklahoma. Current line for the game is UCF minus 17, and the total is 70 and a half. That's a lot for a road game against so team that's a little bit better than their 2-7 and seven record, right? Definitely. They've had a very tough schedule. I mean, they almost beat when they were Money Moose pick, what, two, three weeks ago against, against Memphis, Memphis, and they almost beat them outright. They did cover. They were up 30-3 to three on SMU. What? Lost. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, jeez. SMU is oh. still overrated. Also, jeez. Oh, man. If you guys watch that SMU Memphis game, Memphis up two scores like the entire second half. SMU scores at the end and covers 
had them six and a half. They go for two to lose by six and cover the six and a half. Was not happy about that. Yeah, that was pretty bad. All right, yeah, I got it up right here. Tulsa, start of the fourth quarter, they're up 30-9 to on SMU. All right, that's bad. SMU scores three touchdowns in the fourth, takes it to overtime. Just, like, play a little defense and, and run the ball. 43-7. That's sad. That's just yeah. sad. So this is who Tulsa's played in the last few games. They played at Tulane versus Memphis, at Cincinnati versus Navy, and at SMU. All five losses. That's a rough schedule. It's incredibly tough. How Did they get blown out in any of those games, though? Tulane, maybe? Navy, they lost 45-17. Uh, Memphis they only lost by one, Tulane thirty eight twenty six, and Cincy twenty four thirteen. So not really. Yeah, no. Uh, that's why I don't think the minus seventeen should be in play at all. The only time they've gotten beat by more than seventeen was against Michigan State and Oklahoma State. So even at two and seven, I wouldn't be touching UCF. At all. Now we could be here sitting here next week, you know, with a thirty five point win over a two and seven team, but I, I would not be betting UCF. What about we've been saying this, I hope you guys have been listening. The first quarter over. What's the total over or under for UCF Tulsa this week? Sixty two? No, it's seventy. Oh it's seventy half. again. So it's the same as Houston, right? Yeah, so it should be first quarter by the way. I hope you guys listened to me last week because I said the first quarter over bet big. If it's under 17. Big. We, it was not even close. It was we, 31. We covered three. that in the first like five minutes. Houston covered it like in the first yeah. five minutes almost. So that was awesome. Because uh, all of our, here's the thing if we don't score, our drive takes literally one minute if we, if we don't do anything. Yeah. Oh, if we do score, it takes like two. So there's like 10 possessions just in the first That's quarter. That's what I'm saying. You only got to score on three of them. Vegas still hasn't caught on to this yet. Well, what, so. are, what are they going to do, though? Because like the game total was, what, 70-71. That didn't hit till we got that safety in the fourth quarter. It oh, just that was brutal. We score too. a bunch of points in the first quarter, and all they do is they like divide up the game total to get that. Right. Yeah. Seriously, guys, we'll first quarter in. over. However, I will caution that Tulsa... Does not score in the first quarter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, the f- last six games, they've scored a combined six points. All right. In so the first quarter. Dylan, step so it up. So they're averaging one point per game in the first quarter. If we're going to hit the over, it's probably going to have to all come from UCF. But Not crazy, it, though. It's not crazy. If, if it's, uh, I'm going to say 14. If it's under 14, I would be betting again big. Uh, if it's 14 or anything over, I'd still take it. All right. Not an official money move pick. No, just just a money move tip. Like, <laughs> money this is up to tip. you guys. Yeah. We're trying to teach you guys so you can make money on your own. So anyway, tonight, college football playoff rankings come out. We're recording this at about 7. The rankings don't come out till 9. So by the time you're listening to this on Wednesday, the rankings will already be out. Right now, we've got the Americans got four teams ranked in the AP top 25. However, that could all get very, very reshuffled tonight. I have a feeling they're going to kind of discredit us a little bit in these college football rankings, but who knows? They could throw us a bone, and I I don't know. I disagree. Hit the strongly disagree button. Oh, okay. Here's a hot take for you. 
I think we're going to be ranked. Whoa. I think we're going to be ranked. I think we're going to be number 24 or number 25. And when I listen to myself uh, say this again tomorrow night, <laughs> might be saying I'm a genius, might be saying I'm dumb. But I'm just t- telling you right now, this is before the rankings come out. I have not seen anyone else with this take. So I'm going out on a limb. I think we will be ranked. I mean, we are ranked pretty high in the power ranks, but I could see him just like putting us number like 24 just because we have two losses and there's 0% chance of us making the playoffs. And I feel like they feel bad because we won every game for two regular seasons straight and we didn't even like, we were never even in the conversation. So I feel like they'll just throw us in at like 24 just just because. I mean, it's honestly dumb they pick a top 25. There's only like eight teams now that are have any chance at making the playoff. Let's be real. So like once they get, like how much time do you think they spend debating 15 through 25? They probably just all like vote and then tally the votes. Like, I don't think anybody knows what they do except the people in that room. But uh, <laughs> look, I just think it's the it's the body of work. It has a lot to do with we how much people are talking about you. Cool. And I understand that in the you know last few weeks it's been a lot less uh, talk about us, but we're still very fresh in people's minds. But what body of work? Like, what's our best win? Well, four and four Stanford. I think the record has a lot to do with it. I think yeah. they look at the computer rankings a lot, too. I mean, right now in the power ranks, we're number 14. Yeah. That's the reason why, like, last year and the year before, they kept ranking, like, a three-loss North... Or freaking four-loss Northwestern would be in the top 25 when you'd have a bunch of one- and two-loss American teams outside the top 25. Yeah, so I don't know. For whatever reason, we're getting way more credit as a conference this season. I just don't buy into the fact that this committee is going to feel the same way as the voters and the computers. But who knows? I mean, whatever. It's a hot take, dude. It's probably not going to happen. Crazier things have happened, so I I, I can't disagree with you on that. I'd be the first one to say it. No, I think we're in there. I agree. Uh, Yeah, so that's college football playoff ranking talk. Um, What do we got next? I guess it's that time of the week. It's time for Money Moves. Picks of the week. Longest move of the season there. All right. <laughs> so this week on Money Moves Picks, we go over last week where we were one and two. Winners were Kansas State. Easy. Pretty easy over easy. Kansas. Yeah. And the losers were Notre Dame. Never really had a shot, and Auburn, another never really had a shot. <laughs> oh well. What's that bring your overall record to? Fourteen and seventeen. All right. Uh, for the year, so one, still a little bit behind, but one week is one, all it takes. One week's all it takes. Get back to five hundred for this year. Yep. First, we'll go over the UCF line. Kind of already said this, but uh, the official line is minus seventeen. My power ranks say it should be closer to eighteen. So really no no value at all on this line. I would not be taking UCF. Don't ever bet against UCF because... Bad idea. Yeah, it's just a bad idea. We're too explosive. Um, we didn't cover against Houston, did we? That No, we didn't. I mean, yeah. the line was 21 to 23. And, and yeah, so we won by 16? 15. Whatever. 44-29. Yeah. Anyway. All right, what do we got this week? Uh, I will, however, reiterate... Look at the first quarter total points over. 
It should be somewhere in the neighborhood of 14. Bet big. Uh, bet early. Bet often. So uh, definitely take a look at that. All right. Here are the picks. The first pick we're taking. Penn State minus 6.5 against the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. This is my biggest point spread variance of the week. I'm showing in the power ranks that this should be close to like minus 16 for Penn State. I think Minnesota is extremely overrated. This yeah. game is all about record. They're and 8-0, eight, eight no, yeah. And who you've played. Both teams undefeated. Both teams 8-0. But Minnesota, they've had a cupcake of a schedule. The best team they've beaten is Nebraska, <laughs> number 56 in the power ranks. Meanwhile, Penn State battle-tested, even on the road with wins at Michigan State and Iowa. Not easy places to play. Not at all. I think Penn State is going to embarrass Minnesota, even though it's on the road. And you know how I don't like uh, road road favorites, favorites yeah. in college. Uh, I just think Minnesota doesn't really have that big of a home field advantage. P.J. Fleck, man, row the boat or whatever he says. And... uh. No, it's he time actually, for the first loss. Actually, I saw they just re-signed him to like uh, an eight-year extension. A huge extension. So 2026, yeah. He's out celebrating all that money he's going to get, and who cares if he if he beats Minnesota. I like this a lot. Penn, State. Penn State's a le- like a real legit team, and Minnesota, like you said, they're undefeated, they but no they one. barely beat anyone. No so one. This should be free. Six and a half free. Take it, Penn State, minus six and a half. Done. All right, what's next? Second game. For the second week in a row, we'll be taking the Kansas State Wildcats. Plus six against Texas. Riding the hot hand here. Kansas State, they've looked great in the last two weeks after their big upset win against Oklahoma. And last week, the beatdown on the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas State still has an outside shot at the Big 12 title game. Meanwhile, Texas with two losses. They've had their dreams crushed. Don't they have three losses? They are 5-3, and three. however, their other loss was LSU, so they're still tied with two losses in the conference. But three overall. Yeah, three losses overall, so I mean, I mean, they're not even ranked. Yeah, and they shouldn't be, even though they were still like receiving a lot of votes. Yeah, so they're out of the Big 12 championship, probably out of a New Year's Six, and uh, right now they're just playing for pride. I think the game stays close only because it's at Texas. But I'll take the points, plus six with Kansas State. Line them up. Let's go. All right, what's your third pick? Uh, I just realized it took all road teams. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> what? You had double-digit dogs two weeks ago? This now is... we got uh, super roadies or something? Rambunctious road dogs? Real real big road. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Not, well, I got two dogs. Two road dogs. And then a road. Penn State's a favorite. Oh, you do this so weird. What you put the home team in bold? I the pick should be bold. I'm looking at our show notes here. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Just why. put the the look. The, uh, you have to read them. It's just me. Yeah, because this I, is my system. I have to come up with dumb, sarcastic <laughs> comments to your. Since you don't actually do any research. Yeah, I do. Oh, Bill Schneider's. Uh, oh, they have a <laughs> dead guy. Coach. coach the game. <laughs> All right. Doesn't even coach the team. All right, go. I got some good stuff for this next one. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Third and final pick, we're gonna take Wyoming, the Cowboys, plus twelve and a half against Boise State. 
Wyoming, they like to play it close. They got two losses on the year, one by four and one by three against the number 24 team, San Diego State, and 2-7 and seven, Tulsa. But they also have a nice win over SEC powerhouse Wait, Missouri. They, they lost to Tulsa? They lost to Tulsa. Oh, but Tulsa, underrated, though. Tulsa, like talk about underrated. Earlier. Yep. Wyoming, also coming off a bye, going into Boise. Last two games for Boise, they do not look good. First, they lost to BYU, and then only beating San Jose State by 10, which is the bottom 20 team in the nation. They're actually down 10 nothing last week. The game that I woke up to to see that Cincinnati had beaten ECU. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think the loss to BYU really took it out of them. You want to talk about a dream crusher. They had everything, you know, after MY6, our loss. Yeah. Everything. They controlled their we, own destiny. You lose to BYU, you know, the whole season's over. It's really just too many points to cover. 12 and a half Wyoming. Wyoming also, surprisingly, the fourth best pass defense in the country, <laughs> which Boise State does have a pretty good pass game. Uh, freshman quarterback Hank Bachmeyer is finally back from injury. They like to move the ball through the air. Going to be tough against that Wyoming D. Too many points to cover. Give me Wyoming. Plus 12 and a half. I'm just trying to picture. All right. So Wyoming probably has like the ugliest colors in all college football. It's like football. brown and yellow. Brown and yellow on the blue Boise State turf. Ah, interesting. It's well, like a color they might go with white, though. Oh, yeah, because they're the red. I know. Well, I guess Boise would go with white because they can't, can't wear blue on blue. You can't even see them. It'll look like a bunch of orange helmets. Whoa, or around. that's an advantage. I don't blue know, on blue, man. it's like, whoa, where's the receiver? He's like camouflaged into the field. It's like, oh, what's this helmet floating Do they around? do that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Reason to watch that 10-30 game on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> or not because you're like down a bunch of gambling and trying no. to make it up with the last game. Absolutely not. All right, so what are the picks again? All right, to recap the picks real quick, we got Penn State minus six and a half at Minnesota. Kansas State plus six. At Texas, and we got Wyoming plus 12 and a half at Boise State. Let's get that money. There's got to be a good shirt idea with a let's get that money. Dude, a cow, like a cartoon of a cow with like a, a thought bubble. Saying, and it's just let's money. Get, let's get that money. Or, something. or like in a bathtub of money or, or something. Oh. Anybody right. has some good ideas for a money move shirt? Send it our way. Or like a cow with dollar signs as its eyes. Or no, dude. Okay. <laughs> dude, all right. So you got a cow. You got you milking it. And there's like a bucket of money coming from the udders. <laughs> <laughs> really, the possibilities are endless, endless. with this. Somebody or, who's a graphic designer or dude, <laughs> just wants to draw like a or, little doodle or something. Dude, after you have like an 0-3 betting week, which will probably never happen again, dude. You're set. A milk carton with your face on it, been like, oh, where's money move been? Surprisingly, it's just as hard to go zero and three as it is to go three and zero if you really think about it, right? Because like most of the picks should be fifty fifty. Yeah, so I mean, Vegas wins all their money off the vig. Yeah, so really, going zero and three is just as good as going three and zero. Nice spin there somehow. All right, let's do Moose mailbag. Got a bunch of awesome questions this week. All right, so Moo's mailbag. First question. Actually, two people reply with pretty similar questions. So this one's from Richard Machado. And Golden Knight 2 had the same question. And Golden Knight 2. What is the most successful bet 
that you both have won. And Golden Knight 2 said, what's your biggest win and biggest loss? So okay. I want to know the highest of highs and the lowest, and the lowest of lows. Uh, how do you how do you want to do this? So I mean, probably my best bet ever. I think uh, 2017, I had us to win the conference championship preseason, maybe like three to one. And I put a couple hundred on it, and ended up paying out like a thousand when we beat Memphis in 17. That was you know Frost last game or whatever. But also that year versus Auburn, I think I put like 400 bucks on us at like plus 350 money line to win and i also had like a thousand on the spread boy so that was good and the best part we talked about this in one of the first episodes was i could see my bookie at the game at the peach bowl like one section away i knew he could see me i knew he i knew we knew the open bets and uh so that was that was pretty funny um and my worst loss i probably had too much on lsu or on the lsu game the too Fiesta much bowl, or too much. He or says. my thousand dollar UCF over like thirty five and a half points versus Pitt this year, um, which we scored thirty three. If we just keep that field goal, and we quarter. scored thirty four. Whatever. Oh yeah, even worse. <laughs> even worse. Uh Woof. yeah. And then the only other like non UCF related thing I can think of is last year's dunk contest. I had like six hundred bucks on the guy that won at like four to one. But I'm, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> that cool. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what about you? Uh, as far as UCF, my biggest win, I can't think, it's either the, the conference championship game last year against Memphis, I had a couple hundred, um, and then probably FAU this year. Remember, I told the listeners it was lock of the year, lock of the decade, lock of the century. Uh, turns out it hit, biggest win Outside of of UCF was, I had I think three hundred on the Patriots in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Except it's crazy because I kept betting like I kept live betting that game. Yeah, dude. I got Patriot Patriots like plus fourteen. And I had I started out with only like fifty bucks and I just kept adding like twenty five, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five. They kept losing more and more yeah. and more, and then I'm like, yeah. crap. And then they came back. And it was yeah, like, yeah, that, I did the same thing. That, that game. was intense. And then um, biggest loss by far was the LSU game last year. <sighs> so I never bet this this amount of money, but. It was the weekend before fantasy football season was over, and I won second place. So I think it was six hundred bucks, and um, you know it's all found money to me. So I'm like, look, I'm just gonna throw it all on UCF plus seven and a half. Well, actually, I think I had, I think I have four hundred on the spread and like two hundred money line. Got to money line it, and then yeah, we lo- we went by lose eight, but we 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 lose by eight. But we should have lost by more than that. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. So. By far, not even close. It was $600 I lost on LSU. That was horrible. Eh, oh, well, it happens. I Honestly, I didn't care. I didn't even think about the money until I got home. No, I didn't. And then even, then I didn't it hit care. hard, but... <laughs> I actually didn't even care about the money after. I, was, I would have much rather just won. I was never thinking about it. I mean, it just sucked when I had to pay it because it was a never thought to cross my mind. I, we should have won that game. And look at LSU. I mean, by the time you guys are listening to this, they're probably the number one team in the nation right now. So... Losing to them by eight and the Fiesta Bowl, not that bad. Not that bad at all. All right, that was a good first question. Uh, I guess I'm up next. Let's see. This is from 
MD Knight 2016, what percent chance do we have to bring back all of our eligible skill players on offense for 2020? That means wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs. Uh, it's a difficult question. I mean, obviously, we're going to be losing Adrian Killens, huge part of our offense. He's not eligible to return, though. Oh, so I misheard the question. Yeah. What so basically, is anyone going to graduate early or transfer? Yeah. Gosh, I mean, I, I really hope that Gabe Gabe Davis stays. Yeah. I want to. I want him to do what's best for him and what's best for his family. Go to the NFL, dude. I, I'd rather not be selfish and you know want to keep him here for another year if he has a chance of you know being. I would say I would only go if I was you know a top three rounds. Uh, yeah. I really don't want to pull. I've seen especially UCF players do this before yeah, where like they've Snelson, left early. Yeah. But and, look at Traquan, though. Traquan, you know, he got dropped in the third round. He's in a really good situation in New Orleans. On the other side of that, Snelson, who, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we don't know everyone's situation, but he maybe could have benefited from staying another year. But who knows? He got injured, too, which could have happened at UCF. Then he could have never ended up even getting signed to an NFL team. So you just don't know. I'd say the percentage chance everyone comes back is probably zero. I have a feeling we're going to get someone transferring. Just, I don't know. but And I don't think Gabe Davis comes back anyway, so that's kind of my thoughts on that. Well, we do have that Oklahoma transfer that will be eligible to play next year. The four-star guy, right? I mean, I've never seen him play, but you got to think. The kid's got some talent, a four-star you know, yeah. from Oklahoma. Yeah, hopefully. We'll be fine. We got a, we got a bunch of young studs, you know, a bunch of tall receivers from Georgia, too. We'll be fine. I'm on word. Next man up. All right, what do you got next? All right, the next question is from Cassidy, 88. This is this guy that we met at uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. All right. The he harvester. wants to, What's up, Cassidy? Yo. He wants to know, where's the party at in Tulane for UCF folks in town? All right, so uh, Friday night, I'm working on something. I got a couple venues picked out, just waiting to hear back from them. It's going to be in the French Quarter, so like downtown, not Bourbon Street, but that kind of area. Uh, in the quarter for Tulane, and then post game Saturday. It's gonna depend on what time the game's at, but I've got something within a couple miles of campus. It's like an outdoor place, um, with like a bunch of TVs, and they've got like seventy beers on tap. So that's kind of what I'm eyeing for the post game Saturday. But I'm still trying to like lock down stuff with these venues. Um, I don't make any money off these events, but I just want to get like a good deal and a, a good place. I just want everyone to have a good time. Uh, and I'll be announcing details of that shortly, so not to worry. You guys are definitely in good hands with the party situation in Tulane. You don't want to miss a, a UCF props pregame or postgame A, a one-night stand party. Well, not only that, my sister lives in New Orleans. She lives a mile from Tulane. She went to Tulane. She still works for the university. So I'm like, I know what I'm doing in Tulane. This isn't like <laughs> me in Pittsburgh, like, Googling a bunch of stuff and, like, begging people to tell me where to go. I've been to New Orleans uh, more times than I can count on my fingers. So like I know the place really well, and it's going to be a great time. Very, very excited for that coming up. I actually just booked my ticket. I got a Southwest ticket. I used my points, but it was only like 10,000 points, which is like nothing. The ticket would have been like 180 bucks direct from Fort Lauderdale. So if you guys haven't booked yet, I highly recommend going. Uh, Tulane has a pretty new, nice stadium. And uh, I mean, dude, New Orleans is a really, really cool place. Like, Drive there if you have to. Just go. Like, you really should. Wait, it's the 23rd, right? Yeah. Oh. 
Is this another Pittsburgh? May, I don't know. Maybe. You well, can, you like gotta I gotta pay. go up to Orlando for a wedding the weekend before, and then the week after Orlando Dude, again for USF. You got a free place to stay with my sister and me. Sister, not single. It's possible for anyone thinking that right now. <laughs> it's possible. I will look at the flights and maybe. Yeah, it's a maybe. Think about it. Maybe, definitely. Maybe moon. Plus, dude, if you want definitely maybe. If you want to get on the same flight, I can always cancel my Southwest and book a Spirit if you just want to go together. I think the times are like a little bit crappier, but you know, if you want to to make it work, I'll do. I'd we'll rather see. I'd rather fly with you than fly by myself on Southwest. So, all right. Uh, next question. This one is from Nug Get Hyped. Awesome username. Why was the space game not at night? Part one and part two. What do you think Dylan Gabriel's uniform is going to auction for? Space uniform. All right. Part one. Why was the space game not at night? Well, we don't really have any control over it. Obviously, if we did, then it would have been a lot cooler at night. It'd be nice to like see the stars and stuff. Right. Um, it was just bad timing, but you know, it, every year we have a noon game. It just so happened that we got unlucky. We had way less noon games this year. Yeah, yeah. It was, so, sometimes there's two. Sometimes there's there's three. I don't, sometimes I don't know. there's like <laughs> six. So so anyway, um, really wasn't under control. And uh, what do you think Dylan Gabriel's uniform combo goes for at the space uniform auction? What did? Mackenzie's jersey or uniform go for last year. I want to say it was like five, six thousand. Yeah. So somewhere in that ballpark, I got eight, maybe three to five thousand. I got eight. Dude. Then the potential of Dylan is not only that. The helmets are so much cooler yeah, this year. Dude, that's, that's true. The, that. the helmets are cooler yeah. this year, so that might fetch a uh, a premium. Yeah, a, a premium. Yeah, for sure. Plus, um, dude, I think the white jerseys with the oh man, those things are good. If anyone wants to split one. Yeah, split. I'm down to split. Wait, I, why don't we just split? Wait, what do you want? The helmet or the jersey? I want jersey? the jersey. No, I want the jersey. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to find somebody that wants the right, If the someone wants the stuff. helmet, you pay two-thirds, and I'll pay one-third for the jersey, because the helmet's obviously way cooler and more valuable. Oh, Hand for painted. sure. Hand-painted. <laughs> uh, I Honestly, I think they're all going to go for like over 2000 and I don't want to spend that much on like a jersey and pants i'm sorry i think i would go up to like 600 for a jersey i tried that last year and they all they all ended up going for like over 1500 really and yeah, no. yeah and the helmets would it was 700 just... yeah <laughs> <laughs> christmas is coming up man all right this next one is from justin mills show some love to ucf men's soccer number three in the country in rpi rankings all right not really a question but yeah, dang, no. you're right, Justin. We we, sh- we should show some love to UCF soccer. Yeah, dude. let's do it. So, what number six in the nation, and uh, looks like they're gonna be probably getting a bye in the NCAA tournament, which is a 48 team tournament. But the top 16 teams get buys. I mean, we have a chance. I mean, we should be competing for the Natty. Like, pretty crazy. It is, and I don't. I'm not a huge soccer fan, but obviously, anything UCF. I, Oh yeah, I will get behind. Let's and go. Where's the uh, Where's the final four at this year? So it looks like the final four they call the Men's College Cup, uh, December thirteenth and fifteenth. Love me a good Men's Cup. It's in Cary, North Carolina. Okay, I don't know where that is, but uh, hopefully it doesn't coincide with the bowl game. 
No, it's like the 14th or something in December, right? It's I the think. 13th and the 15th. The okay. semis are on the 13th. National Championship is on the 15th. Cool. Well, just you know, continue to support our soccer team. We'll probably, I think the way it works is like the regional games, the uh, the higher seeds get to play them at home. So we'll probably have a game or two, possibly, at UCF. So, yeah, let's get behind this team. You know, this is exciting. And, you know, I mentioned this early in the show. Danny White said he was building top 25 athletics program. That's not just football. It's not just basketball. It's not just any sport. It's every sport. And he's following through, and it's it's awesome. And, you know, this is this is really cool. What a time to be a knight, seriously. I mean, there really is a select, a handful of colleges around the country that can say, like, you always think about, you know, Michigan is always good at, I would everything. consider Michigan as, as a top 25 you yeah. know, sports program. They're good at everything. Yeah. Um, Florida. Yeah, Don't Florida's, like them. Florida's good at everything. They are good at everything. They won, what, like a softball national they, championship they, they, last year They're or good at baseball. They're good at basketball. You know, all yeah. the major sports are usually yeah. good at cross country, like. That's everything. us. That's us. But that's now us. it's it's us, dude. Yeah, it really it. is us. That's exciting. Give da- give Danny what a race. Let's go, baby. All right, last question here. This is from Colby Keating. First time we've answered a question from Colby, so shout out. Question is: Can Coach Hypo realistically leave? What are his contract obligations? What would that entail for UCF? Should we lose another coach? What do you think, Moo? It's a lot of questions. But they're but all kind of the I, same, though. Yeah, it's all kind of the same. I will say, I think Coach Hype's buyout is like $10 million. This year. It goes this down. Year. It goes down. I think it's like 5 or 2 next year. But he's not leaving this year. No, no way. He's not. And if he does, then hey, we'll take the cash, baby. <laughs> Let's go. We'll take the cash and you know Danny White's we'll find got, somebody else. You know Danny White's <laughs> got three or four names in his head already. Absolutely. Like, he's ready to go. Who wouldn't want to come coach us? That's the thing. I think Buffalo's got a really good coach. Squints mentioned earlier in the season. We'll be fine. Look, our program is bigger than the coach, and I don't want hype to leave. Transition sucks. There's always kind of a little regression, but at the same time, that's not in our control, and our brand and our program is bigger than any one individual coach at this point. I'm confident Danny White will pick the right person to step in and continue right where whatever previous coach left off at, and we're going to have this conversation every two years for like ever because we're going to keep winning 10 games every season. And schools are gonna keep trying to get our coaches, so it is as what long it is. as we keep Danny. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> Everything yeah. rides on that. I think. Uh, yes. I mean, I I love Coach Hype. I, I sometimes you disagree with the play calling, but you know eh, what? Whatever. I I've never played a down of football in my entire life, so I really know nothing. Eh, dude, he's ni- he's nineteen and three, and it's like, eh, whatever. We probably could have won. The pit game, we probably could have won. Cincinnati. We also could have lost a couple games. We probably could have won, won LSU. We probably could be on like a 32-game win streak, but eh, it's not that important. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, but ter- I mean, here's the thing. You know, under Frost, there were a couple. Navy was a close game. SMU on the road. I mean, they were driving to potentially force overtime, and I think their all-time leading receiver dropped a wide-open pass on fourth down. That game goes to overtime. We could have lost that game, too, so... You know, sometimes the the ball. We could have lost the Memphis doesn't. game last year and not even played LSU. Would have been Hypel's fault, but we could have also lost the Memphis game two years ago. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Or the other met. Look, a lot, a lot could happen. Anyway, back to the question. Or we could, could get a happened. new coach that could suck. Or we could get a new coach and start the streak all over again, dude. What if uh, a lot of ifs? You know, Frost. What's he at Nebraska? Two and six. 
Maybe Hypo. What if that was us this year? Hypo goes to FSU. Frost gets fired and comes Come back. back. Eh? Eh? I don't know. Who knows? I think the whole Frost thing was... He's he's not getting fired. He, he has at least four years in Nebraska, I feel like. You want to know my honest opinion? Everyone just jumped on Frost as being a good coach. I think you got to give back all to Milton, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point... I mean, think about look it. Look what happened since he left. Bill Belichick wasn't a good coach before Brady. Was he? Yeah, he actually almost had the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs, <laughs> so they moved him to Baltimore and changed the name, but you need to I mean, watch th- more NFL think- films. <laughs> yeah, but th- think about that. Like, is How good are coaches, you know, depending on their quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, look what happened when Milton got hurt. Hypo lost three of his last next, like, eight. Mm, it's pu- mm. All I'm saying, it has, <laughs> it has something to do with it, is the quarterback. No, you know for sure, I mean? for sure. Who, dude, who knows, man? Football's the ultimate team sport, though. You have a great quarterback and everyone else be crappy and not do well at all. I mean, yeah, it's very right, true. So you want to go back to Brady. So what you need is a good coach to get the team all together, right? I guess so. I don't know. You can you can run circles in your head. Yeah, that's around what I think. Head. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's, great question, Colby. Yeah. Wow. Um. All right. Let's wrap this up. Basketball starts this weekend, Saturday night. I think right against uh, three o'clock. Which now with the time change, basically night. Dude, I hate the time change. Like, it feels like right now we're recording at 7.30. It feels like it's like 11 o'clock. It's pitch back. It's Ben Black for like three hours. Pitch Not back. A <laughs> pitch black. It's, it's pitch black. It's Ben Pitch Black for like three hours. I am not a fan of the time change. We need to get rid of this. But yeah, basketball, three o'clock on Saturday. Kind of an easy game. Prairie View A&M. Now the basketball power rankings have officially been released. Ooh, here we go. Which there are triple the triple. amount of teams. It's like 300 as football, teams, right? So it takes three times as long for me to comb through all these <laughs> stupid numbers. And um, just going over real quick, I don't think the line has been posted, but it should be UCF minus 14 against Prairie View. So, so we'll again, see what it is and compare. See what it is and compare. Look for some value. And by the way, I know we've lost a ton of talent from last year's team. But there's a lot of new names, a lot of new faces. I actually went to the men's scrimmage on Saturday before the space game, so I got to see a few of the new faces. There's some talent on this team, man. I, th- I think you're going to be really surprised. I like Matt Milan from Oviedo, sharpshooter, the white dude. He's good. I feel like we always have a sharpshooter on the team. We got a couple now. We got uh, we got Frank Burtz, yep. still lethal from three. Colin Smith who's probably going to be taking over the four or five spot. That uh, Alabama transfer. Dayon Griffin. Dayon Ingram. Ingram Griffin. Something. So we got an Alabama transfer, that really tall guy from TCU. Taco 2.0. You ought to lock. So, I mean. Wait, the- I ought to lock what? <laughs> you ought to lock your car. You ought to, you ought to lock your car. You ought to lock your bets in before kickoff. <laughs> Yo, what a name. That is. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> We're probably butchering it, but whatever. So anyway. Yeah, a lot to be excited about all around. Yeah, um, what a time to be a night, man. So there you go. Definitely, if you're in town, check out the game. And also, we have Miami Tuesday night, so we probably won't talk to you before them. Huge home game versus Miami. I think it's at 9 o'clock. 9 p.m. <sighs> Might be past some of be- Oh, wait, no. We're the, we're, kids, we're the so. old people. Yeah, we're the old like students. The that's, kids, that's awesome, that's man. It's like lunchtime for the yeah. students. Yeah, guys, fill up that arena. We're playing Miami at home, baby. 
Like, that's awesome. They are opening Memory Mall for tailgating as well. On Tuesday? Yeah. Dude, a night tailgate? Yeah, for <sighs> Miami. And then, of course, oh, the kids. Like, I remember, like, well, my wife used to live in the towers and we used to go to basketball games. Like, go downstairs. What an amazing pregame, you know, just drink in your apartment and then walk downstairs and walk across the street and go to the basketball game. the game, game. yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Um, also, I'm not able to make the game this Saturday. I have two tickets in the fourth row baseline, the section 102, row D, that I will be giving away absolutely free to the listeners of this podcast and my Twitter followers. All you have to do, I will send out a tweet shortly after this. All you have to do is be following at UCF and retweet my tweet about the free basketball tickets. There and you they go. might be yours. I'm giving away mine also. Uh, mine are in the second row, same section. First well, person who rows better? First person to tweet me the word utter gets the tickets. Go! <laughs> free, two free tickets Whoa. for Saturday night. This could be cool. We could see, we could be crowning the top fan. Yeah, who's here. the number one first? Fan? Tweet me I the word know. utter. You got to use the tickets, though. First one to tweet the word utter. To me, UCF underscore U-D-D-E-R. Problems. No. <laughs> yeah? No. Utter. U-T-T-E-R. Oh, utter, like utter the word or utter like moose utters? Literally the same exact spelling. You're thinking of like rudder. Well, no, this... you're wrong. Wait, what? U-D-D-R, the mammary glam of female cattle. It's not utter? No, U-T-T-E-R is like you uttered something. Damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> wow, I just got schooled by a cow. <laughs> Money moves! Spelling tips of the week. <laughs> Wait, there's no utter. Cow utter. Hold on, let me Google this. This is, uh... You don't have to, because I just did. Wow, it's it's actually utter. I, I'm stupid. All right. Uh, well, earlier you also thought 150 plus 400 was 650. Yeah, you gotta you gotta carry the one. But I'm a real estate agent. You gotta carry the one. That's why he's calculators for. <laughs> uh, all right, you got anything else? Dogs are going crazy. Let's wrap this up. Go to the basketball game. Go to the basketball game. Go to Tulsa if you can. Use promo code UCF Problems. Twenty dollars off your Seat Geek order. Oh, by the way, uh, thanks for missing the game on Saturday because I got to meet Latavius Murray. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I got an awesome picture. If you, you don't follow me on Instagram, dude, you're stupid dogs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're going crazy. I'm if you don't follow me on Instagram, do it. It's the same at MoneyMooUCF. Take follow, a, take follow, a my, follow my dogs at Sailor and Cola, two little miniature dachshunds. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up. They're, what did you like, leak some milk oh, or something? They're, they're going crazy on your leg. They, All right. They're just like fighting. I don't know. All right, we're out. Good night. Charge on. <laughs>
Nation. 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 Nation.